Welcome to Rose Colored Glasses, a podcast exploring the less spoken side of wellness where nothing is off the table. A place to get real and have uncomfortable conversations comfortably. Whether you're navigating big life changes, working on strengthening your intuition, your relationship with food or your body, your money mindset, or just trying to get closer to yourself and find more beauty in the everyday, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Shayla Curran, integrative women's health registered dietitian, holistic nutrition counselor, yoga teacher, and founder of Shayla Rose Nutrition. I'm also a Reiki healer, nature enthusiast, travel junkie, lover of sunrises and sunsets, and real human being. I was inspired to start this show from my own lived experience, conversations with friends, and the many hours spent with my clients holding space for their own stories. I have also spent years on my own health journey, healing my own relationship with food, tackling my own limiting beliefs, and navigating all kinds of relationships and breakups. I think that qualifies me to confidently say we are all a work in progress and you are never alone in your experiences. So often clients will tell me, you're the only one I've shared this with. And while I'm so honored and inspired by these private moments, it's time to open up the conversation. I'm here to pull back the curtain and guide when I can, but maybe more importantly, I'm here to share and walk alongside you. This is a space for open and authentic discussion, and for many of these topics we'll be diving into, I am right there with you, figuring it out along the way. My goal is to hold space for these conversations so that we can all grow together. The rising tide lifts all boats. Let's normalize the normal and leave the stigma at the door. So with that, let's dive in. We have a lot to talk about. Hello and welcome back. It has been a minute. This was a longer break than I had originally anticipated. So maybe this is a little bit more of like a season two soft launch. So we'll see how kind of the cadence of episodes continues as we go. But last time we spoke, I think that my last episode was a uh, very end of May, right before my yoga teacher training started. So holy smokes, so much has happened since then. I have taken the last few months just to kind of process and integrate. So I ended up staying in Bali for a full two months. And then I was in Vietnam for two weeks after that. And now I am actually back in Massachusetts. So I am just kind of taking a break from travel for now. Um, definitely a pause. We're not quite done. I'm just spending lots of really intentional time with friends and family, pouring back into my own cup with my own health and wellness. And that includes, of course, the social aspect as well with seeing people and really nourishing those connections. And also just taking some time to take action on all of these really exciting ideas that have come into my orbit when I was traveling. Lots of ideas for business stuff and work and things I want to implement, new things I want to try out. And I just really honestly was not prioritizing those when I was traveling because I was too busy enjoying where I was in the moment and seeing clients, of course. But now it's kind of time to see what all these ideas look like in real life. So lots of exciting things to come in the next few weeks and months over here at Shayla Rose Nutrition. 
Today's episode is inspired by lots of conversations that I've had with my clients lately, especially with the summer season, um, but also something that was super relevant to my own life the last few months with traveling. And this is the gray area. So this all or nothing mindset, it's, I again, it comes up with clients literally all the time. It can be easy to sort of fall into this loop of, going really hard, being really, maybe even like at the beginning, you're just because you're motivated and you're excited. But then by day three or day four, or who knows, maybe it's by week three or four, you realize, okay, this is not sustainable. And we start to kind of burn out a little bit. And then maybe we flip from being 100% to being 0%. And we throw in the towel because we think it's not worth it if we're not doing it completely. There's no room for flexibility. And it's just this like really rigid structure where we feel like if we're not doing it all, then there's no point. And we see this mindset applied to so many different parts of society. Some of them might be directly diet related. I correct, I might be wrong because I've never actually really looked that into the 75 hard. I've only ever heard about it. But I've heard of lots of people saying, okay, well, if I mess up a bit, then I have to start over. Like if I am not perfect, even if I'm 50 something days in, if I slip up, then I have to start over. It's this all or nothing, zero to 100. Maybe people are following a strict meal plan or really restricting or trying to be quote good during the week. And then the weekend comes and kind of all hell breaks loose just in the sense of binging or having a quote cheat day when you're just eating far past the point of fullness because you know that you're not going to be able to have these foods again for a few more days or however long. And I think most of us have this at least inner knowing that this all or nothing way of being is not so sustainable. And it can be so exhausting to go through these cycles of being on and off. So rather than trying to be perfect all the time or stay within these rigid rules, there is so much freedom in the flexibility of the gray area. But I know that area is uncomfortable for a lot of people because rules are easy at first. And just like anything new, this can take practice. And I think that the summer season is a really good time to practice that. But now we're heading into this fall season. I mean, by the time this episode comes out, it will be the day after Labor Day. And I think that a lot of people also treat September kind of like January, kind of this new year energy. We're wrapping up the summer. Maybe if you did fall off of your usual routines over the summer, which would have been a fabulous time to practice this gray area. Now you're kind of flipping the switch back into, okay, we're in a routine during the week. We're meal prepping more. We're moving our bodies a little bit more. Maybe you're being more consistent with the gym. It could be so many different things, whatever it might be. I still think that this this time of year is also a really fabulous opportunity to practice leaning into this gray and letting things feel a little bit more natural, a little bit more intuitive, and just letting life flow on its own rather than having such a tight grip with what we're doing or what we're not doing, what we're on, what we're off. And then this can also apply on a little bit of a more micro level. So for example, in yoga teacher training. So it was intense. It was a lot of yoga, a lot of days in a row for many hours a day. And so 
the first few days I went in and I was super motivated. I have practiced a lot of yoga. I had built up a lot of strength and flexibility in my body. So for the physical asana classes, I went in and I was like right off the bat, okay, I want to put my all into this. I'm here for a reason. It's a short time. It's going to be intense, but I want to get as much out of it as possible. Nothing, nothing, you know, obviously toxic about that mindset. And then we're like three or four days in. My body is wicked sore. And I remember this moment in one of our vinyasa classes. And I just kind of had this like light bulb moment in my head where I was like, wow, there's so much ego present here. Because I was still pushing myself really hard. I wasn't really, I was listening to my body and that I could tell, I could hear that it was asking for modifications, but I was trying to push through them. And I realized how much ego was present there in feeling like I couldn't modify. Like I had to keep going so hard. And the the fact is I didn't. And so in that moment, I gave myself permission. Okay, yeah, we're still going to work hard here, but I'm also going to listen to my body and not go so hard all the time. I can still learn and improve my practice and I have an entire lifetime to do so after these 23 days are over. If I skip a few chaturangas, if I meet my body where it's at, if I hang out in child's pose for a little bit, that's okay. I am a big believer that exploring your edges is a big part of not just yoga, but like life in general. Yes, push yourself, challenge yourself, see what your mind and your body can do. But again, by day four, day five, when my body was just incredibly sore, I realized that my mindset was kind of falling into a little bit of that black or white thinking, that all or nothing mindset, just disguised as dedication. And this comes up a lot with clients as well, especially if we're working on nourishing their adrenals, slowing down a little bit, cultivating a safe environment for their bodies and their nervous systems, but maybe they love their workout classes or in series one that comes up a lot, or maybe it's even spin class, something that's kind of just a higher intensity, higher cardio class. And we talk about, okay, well, maybe if you really still want to go, can you speed walk on the treadmill instead of running? Or, you know, just do slower reps with the strength exercises. If the whole class is doing squat jumps, can you just continue to do your regular air squats on your own time and pace? And so often people come back and say, it was actually really hard. You kind of just get so swept up in the energy of class that you want to go faster. But also, but also there seems to sometimes be like this little bit of shame around modifying or people feel like they have to keep going because they don't want to come off as weak or seem like they can't do it. And I get it. In that moment, I was like, just because I'm skipping this vinyasa does not mean that I'm weak. It just means that I'm listening to my body. And that I think makes like that intention with movement is so much more more valuable than just doing what the instructor says and being disembodied in that way. And truthfully, again, zooming out here, my entire trip would not have been possible if I was not okay with the gray area. I think that if I was still in some disordered mindset that I have navigated in the past um, about both food and movement, I just would not have been okay with going. I would have been freaked out at the lack of my usuals in terms of just my routines, the meals that make my body feel good. I know what my body does well with, just lack of control overall. 
but I honestly thought this was a really nice opportunity to like play with creativity. Find small, sustainable ways to nourish my wellness and pour into my physical and mental body. Still fitting in meditations in the morning, stretching, practicing yoga, buying chia seeds at the store to try and sprinkle on toast, making sure that I'm salting my food, getting my electrolytes in where I can, while still like having this piece of Balinese cake for breakfast where I have no idea what the ingredients are, but there's damn well gluten in there. I can taste it. And I think that evolving your motivation and kind of your why for eating a certain way, living a certain way can be really helpful here because if your motivation is to look a certain way, then it's going to be a lot harder to maintain this gray area. But if your motivation is just to feel good and be fully present and be able to fully experience life, then this gray area really just allows you to do all of those things because it was like, all right, I'm going to have my Balinese cake. Sure, I'm also going to have it after I have some fiber, fat, and protein so that I don't get such a strong blood sugar rush from it, but also so that I can just feel good and feel energized. And how can we nourish our bodies and our souls at the same time? One example that I actually shared this on my Instagram story and a lot of people replied that it was really helpful, but one night I was just in the mood for pizza, but I also knew that it would probably make me feel kind of sluggish and I also knew that the type of pizza that I was going to get wasn't going to really provide any nutrition. So I got a salad with chicken that I had before the pizza and then I had like two two slices of the pizza probably because I was kind of full from the salad rather than okay ordering the pizza eating the pizza continuing to eat the pizza past the point of fullness because I don't really ever let myself have pizza and you know I need to enjoy it now because I'm not going to let myself eat it again so better eat it and then I'll throw it away or even finish it And then you still kind of feel like shit in your physical body after overeating pizza in that moment. And then you also haven't delivered the same nutrients to your actual cells that you would if you had had a little bit more of a balanced meal. So again, we don't have to choose between the yummy foods and the foods that make our bodies feel good. A lot of times those foods are the same thing. Of course, there's delicious, healthy, nourishing foods. But in this case, this was just regular pizza from a pizza place. Of course, it's also fine to just have the pizza without the salad. We don't, there's no such thing as perfect. But in that moment, I knew, okay, what can I do here to optimize this situation a little bit while also having pizza? So I really kind of invite you to take a look at your actions, behaviors, diet, and look at where there is maybe a little bit of rigidity that you can loosen up a little bit. Where can we just loosen the grip? And of course, some of our routines make us feel really good, but it's more so about letting yourself stray with intention. Another example that I'll give, and if this friend is listening, hi, love you. So during yoga teacher training, one of my friends had, she said one day that she really was in the mood for a coffee, but she hadn't had coffee since the teacher training started. And she was saying, you know, oh, well, I'm feeling so good being off of caffeine or I'm feeling really proud or it's been this many days. I don't want to ruin it and have caffeine. And, you know, I kind of said, well, maybe it doesn't have to be so all or nothing. And this kind of sparked actually kind of a nice conversation at breakfast. But 
you know, it doesn't have to be, oh, I'm on coffee or I'm off coffee. But rather than maybe mindlessly, automatically having a cup of coffee every day that you don't necessarily need or even care for, but and rather than saying, oh, I really want a coffee, but I'm off coffee, so I'm not going to have it. Maybe you find yourself craving the coffee and you check in with your body and say, okay, you know, is this something that I really want? Is this a little bit of a craving that could pass? Is this going to bring me joy? Is this going to make me anxious? And just kind of like zooming out, taking a look at the situation, not overcomplicating it and saying, you know, I'm just in the mood for a coffee. So I'm going to get one. (laughs) And that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm automatically going to have coffee every single morning for like the rest of forever. But today, I'm mindfully going to enjoy this coffee. We don't need to be so harsh or rigid if you're on something or you're off something. Unless, of course, it's an individual situation regarding like a substance or if there's something else going on that's more individualized. But this is kind of just generally speaking. Another example is, you know, maybe you have a morning routine. And this comes up a lot again with clients who were working on kind of cultivating a calm and nourishing morning routine for them to use to start their day. And there's so many things that they like to do in the morning. They, you know, journaling, meditating, moving their bodies, drinking warm lemon water, all these different things, gratitude journaling, getting out for some sun. And realistically, if you did all of those things, it could take like an hour and a half and Some people have that luxury in the morning, which is fantastic. A lot of people don't. So then we, again, we fall into this, well, if I can't have this nice slow morning, then I'm rolling out of bed, drinking my coffee and either opening up my laptop or heading out the door. Because realistically, it's not sustainable for most people to have this beautiful 90 minute morning routine. Again, maybe it is. And if you want it to be, you can absolutely hardwire your mornings to make space for that. But most people, I find, have a little bit of a toolkit, a bank of tools and habits and little practices for the morning, little rituals that they know will make them feel good and help set them up for a good day. But rather than feeling like, okay, I'm either on my morning routine or I'm off, maybe we wake up in the morning check in with yourself and say, what feels good? What would be nourishing for myself right now? I only have 10 minutes. That doesn't mean that I need to lay here and scroll on my phone for the next 10 minutes. But just because I don't have an hour doesn't mean that I can't do anything for myself. So maybe you just do a quick body scan, check in, say, "Mm, would movement feel good? Or is there actually a lot on my mind? Do I need to do a little bit of a journaling brain dump? Am I feeling anxiety in my body? Would a little bit of deep breathing feel good before I started the day? What would fill my cup? And I think that flexibility here is really important because, and this is something that I catch with myself all the time. So my evenings and my mornings and alone time during those times is sacred, sacred to me. Um, To the point where for years I have found myself avoiding sleepovers with friends because I want to have my alone, my solo morning routines. I didn't want to have sleepovers because I would be taken away from my sacred rituals. And I think in some cases that's fine. We don't need to make it mean something that it necessarily doesn't. But in some cases, you know, maybe I was missing out on opportunities to fill my cup in other ways. Like spending a morning with a girlfriend, cracking up together, making matcha together, going to get breakfast. So even though my morning routine rituals, alone time in the morning makes me feel really good, so would that. 
so would that connection. So for me, that has been a really good opportunity to practice letting go of this rigidity, leaning into the gray. Yes, maybe my morning rituals make me feel good, but also spending this conscious, intentional time with a friend is also going to be really nourishing for me and a great way to start the day. And this application can also kind of flow over to time with friends, weekends away, that sort of thing, or just weekends in general. This comes up again with clients too. Maybe you are going to the beach for the weekend or you're going away for a long weekend and maybe you usually, again, don't really focus on nutrition. Maybe you're drinking a little bit more, but you're also not really necessarily even doing those things in a mindful way. It's just eating what's available because maybe you didn't think ahead to plan plan and pack and bring things that you know make you feel good. Maybe you're out at a bar with friends and everyone's getting another round, so you do too. So that would be also a great opportunity to lean into the gray. We don't have to throw in the towel on all things that make you feel good just because you're going away for the weekend. Can we pack some snacks or some food or think ahead about what restaurants we're going to be going to and think about, okay, where is the opportunity here to nourish myself? Where could I maybe get a vegetable in? Maybe could I sneak out for a walk? Could I bring some protein powder or some collagen to put in my coffee in the morning? Maybe when everyone else is getting their other round of drinks before you just say, oh yeah, me too, just check in and say, hmm, do I, what, 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 do I, what do I want right now? Do I want a drink? Do I need another drink? Do I just want to be drinking something? Do I just want to hold something? Would a water do just as well? Could I use some hydration? <laughs> right? So rather than just automatically, oh, everyone else is having one, so I will too. Just invitation to give yourself like a 30 second pause and just ask. Ask yourself what you're in the mood for right now. What what do you actually need? And if you do find yourself saying, yeah, just because everyone else is getting one, asking yourself, why am I doing what I'm doing? Is it just because everyone else is doing this? And is it for someone else's expectation? Am I going to be met with some resistance or am I going to feel like the odd one out? If I say, no, thank you, I'll pass here. Am I making that mean something more than it actually does? Are the people around me supportive of my goals and how I want to live my life? And when we catch ourselves falling into these black or white patterns, it's a really beautiful opportunity to check in with what we really need and practice leaning into that gray area that can really connect us with our intuition and help to cultivate a sense of self-trust. Another example is movement. You know, asking yourself, okay, my, my movement, my workout routine asking yourself, is this on autopilot? Have I actually even checked in with how this is feeling in my body? Is this actually even serving me? Is this what my body is craving? Is this too much? Is this not enough? Is it time to turn the dial up or maybe turn the dial turn the dial down or maybe try something new completely? Or are you in the mindset that if a workout isn't 60 minutes, it doesn't count? right? Or that you need to move your body for a certain amount of time or sweat a certain amount in order for it to, quote, count. That is a beautiful opportunity to practice the gray area. For example, maybe you don't have time to get out for an hour-long walk, but a 10-minute walk is still great. So we're going to keep this episode somewhat short and sweet, but my invitation to you is to just pay attention to where This black and white thinking, the all or nothing mentality, rigidity in general might be showing up in your life. 
and this might be in a massive way or it might even be creeping in, like the coffee example. And if you are able to identify an area that might be a little black or white, it might be a little all or nothing, it might feel a little rigid, where can you loosen the grip a little bit? Where can you inch a little bit closer to a shade of gray rather than being so in or out? And I know that for a lot of us, rules feel easy because it doesn't leave room for negotiation. We don't have to check in with ourselves. Maybe we don't even really have to think that much about it. But I also am not saying that gray area means no structure. You can still maintain a healthy amount of structure to take care of yourself without being in a box. And if this is something that you need a little bit of help with, I would be so happy to support you. So now that it is September, we are back enrolling just regular new clients as usual. So for the month of September, when this comes out, there will probably be three spots left for new clients in September. So if you, after the summer, are feeling ready to bring your wellness back to the front burner and really dive into whatever you've got going on, hormone-related, relationship with food-related, PCOS, endometriosis, body image, just knowing how to feed yourself well without obsession and also without spending hours cooking every week. I would love to talk about what that could look like for you and if we would be a good fit. So if that sounds interesting at all, you can fill out a discovery call application below. This is a free 20 to 30 minute consult call just to talk about what's going on for you. It's called a discovery call, but it's really more of a get to know each other call. They're super chill. Just an opportunity to share what's been going on. I share a little bit more about the details of my practice and how I work with clients. It's always a good time. It's always a no pressure conversation. So if you're curious at all, you can find your way to that link below or you can always send me an email or a DM on Instagram and we can chat there as well. But if you are curious at all, I really encourage you to reach out. But that is all I have for you today. So if you found this episode helpful, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you have a friend in mind that you think could use this reminder, please send it their way. That's the best way to share the show and grow the podcast. This, again, is just a passion project right now. It's not a big money maker or anything like that. It's just another way to connect with this community and share what's on my heart and share what I think would be helpful for people. And again, I've said it before, but podcasting is a little bit different from regular social media. I'm actually quite literally in a closet right now. So it's just me, (laughs) just me and the microphone and this computer. So any feedback or if you guys just want to like wave or say hi on Instagram, let me know that you listened or what you thought. I always love to chat with you guys about what resonated, what you want to hear more of, what you like, what you didn't like, and all that jazz. All right. Well, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and I will see you back here on the mic in two weeks. Bye.